0: primary care knowledge boost, new roles, what does the future of primary care look like?
1: Hello and welcome back. Lisa and I, along with Dr Ali Lee, are embarking on another mini-series throughout the year to talk about the new roles in primary care and all the work that's being done to develop these roles and expand them. We'll talk you through our thought processes here um, because we were a little bit concerned initially about doing Uh, non-clinical episodes because we do love them a lot and uh, we get a lot from them but um, we've already started recording some of these episodes before we recorded the introduction and learning about the different professionals that we have so physician associates and physiotherapists and occupational therapists and getting some really good learning points for for the rest of the primary care team has been amazing and it's it's really fantastic to see the work that they're
0: doing Yeah, and we've always been quite clear that we wanted to be inclusive of all the members of the primary care team since we set out to make this podcast right at the beginning. Um, So we do think it's hopefully an appropriate platform to share and and kind of include this information for everybody. Um, So today we're talking to Dr Ali Lee herself as well as Leslie Royal Pryor to set the scene and to tell us about the primary care workforce transformation um we know it does sound like a dry topic but we promise that it's actually a really lovely chat um about all the things that are happening behind the scenes in developing the community team yeah and Ali was uh- talking to us from her her role at the moment in helping out
1: colleagues in hospitals on the medical wards as well. And both Ali and Leslie are clinical and a lot of the work that they're doing is around those clinical roles as well. Um, So it's really nice to hear from people who are on the ground doing the job and kind of not sat in ivory towers making decisions, but they're out there working and understand how the changes in the workforce and the new roles and developing team members are all going to impact on us all. So yeah, in the episode, we talk about what it means in terms of when we talk about primary care workforce transformation, and who are they talking about when we talk about new roles and other developments, as well as all the work in Greater Manchester that local people can
0: get involved with or get support with whilst the changes are happening. So yeah, we hope you enjoy. So as we always do, let's start off with some introductions. Would you both like to let our listeners know who we're speaking to today?
2: Go on, Leslie, you first. Thanks, Ali. Hi, I'm Leslie Royal-Pryor. I'm Primary and Community Nurse Lead at Greater Manchester Health and Social Care Partnership.
3: Hi, I'm Alison Lee, GP, and speaking to you today as Clinical Director for Primary Care Workforce for Greater Manchester.
1: Lovely. Thank you both for joining us. Um, So we'll start with the kind of introduction to the topic. So to the average listener, when we're talking about primary care work transformation, um, we were looking through it with like, oh, it just sounds like words. Um, Can you describe it? So can you talk us through what's it all mean um, and why are we talking about it today?
3: So I suppose there's a couple of things that are really important. Um, The work of general practice and primary care is becoming much more wide ranging, much more important. And that's because lots more expectation is being put on general practice and primary care teams to look after our populations in a much more holistic way. And we're doing a lot more targeted work around younger people, people with mental health, and people living with frailty and aging well. What that basically means is that the team that we work with is changing and the team is becoming a lot more multi professional. So, there's a couple of things that that means it means that we need to make sure the supply of our workforce is there, we need to make sure that the workforce is um, happy, healthy and trained and we need to make sure that the teams that they go into are in a in a steady state to, to accept new colleagues. So practices and um, primary care networks need to be ready for the new roles. So that is kind of words, but it's all around working together to look after people, families and populations.
2: Yeah, I agree totally with Ali. I mean, it's 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 all about workforce. It's all about recruitment. It's about retention and it's about keeping people happy and people wanting to work with us and in our area and um, it's how best we do that and how best we can do that for the future and it's for the future good really of um, our patients and our population. Yeah that definitely makes sense Um, and why do you think it's important for
0: us to talk about it today um, in this kind of podcast format?
2: I think things are changing quite rapidly with COVID, we've got a lot of teams coming together, a lot of different healthcare professionals working together as they've never done before. And it's a, it's a really interesting time. I think people um are seeing the benefits of that multidisciplinary team working.
3: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with, with Leslie. I think delivering the COVID vaccination has brought to the fore the importance of how important it is to bring teams together in a, in a rapid way and what kind of work you need to do to, to bring that. Recognising the skill set of our primary care team. So we are working all together with GPs, our nursing colleagues at multiple levels of experience and expertise, with our pharmacists and our pharmacy techs. Um, with our admin staff, with our reception staff, with our management staff, and some areas are working to deliver COVID vaccinations with with other registered professionals like paramedics, physios as well. And on top of that, we're working with you know primary care networks are working with community pharmacies in a way we've never done before. So new teams come together, new roles come together, and there's lots of things going on in Greater Manchester to support that kind of new way of working
1: yeah lovely some people might be wondering is this a kind of a workaround for not training more gp staff general practitioners or the the standard clinicians that we're used to in general practice i think you've explained a bit about why sort of actually how that that looks but i just thought to give you a chance to kind of talk to that directly if that's okay
3: I think that's a really, really good question, to be honest, um, and I think um, a lot of GPs may ask that question. We can talk about it in two ways. We can talk about meeting the needs of people and populations through holistic person-centred care, and it might be that the best practitioner to deliver that care is a practice nurse, an advanced nurse, a mental health colleague. Um, I think, I think we are, we've absolutely bought that we are working together to meet the needs of people and populations. It can't just rest with one professional, it must be a team. And I think that's why we're moving the way we're, we're moving. And there's a lot of work to do to understand the Skill sets of all our different colleagues, and actually, I don't think I would be able to deliver the care that I currently do without my practice nurse colleagues, my advanced nurse colleagues who are really good at safety and governance, with our practice pharmacy teams to do all the medicines work, meds optimization meds reconciliation medication swaps medication changes um, and then actually we've got really great community teams out there as well that that support just to pick up on the numbers there is an aspiration to deliver on more GP numbers so the so I do think the uniqueness of GP roles is still valued it is still recognized and I think it just means that we need we the system has recognized that actually we need more people to look at look after people um, in their own home and closer to home I'd like you know I'd like to know what Leslie thinks but I don't think it's about dumbing down general practice at all I think it's about working together
2: no I I agree fully with that Ali and I think that you know probably some years back it would have been looked at that you know, these other professionals would be coming in, allied health professionals coming into general practice and perhaps taking some of our roles on. But I think as things have moved on, we can see that it's collaborative working, that, you know, it's a, a lot of the work is complementary to each other. And we get great value from other other profe- health professionals working with us. I mean, you know, the the learning that we get from others, um, you know, the benefit to the patients, the quality that we can give the the patience is phenomenal and you know it extends um our experience it takes us into different arenas makes us think differently makes us question differently and improves our practice i feel
3: i think that was a really good question to be fair um and i wondered whether that
1: sounded sensible and to to you both um yeah no i i was um i just tried to think of it from the most kind of uh, the the skeptics out there um And I just thought, let's ask something really hard just so that you can defend it in that way and that elevates it so that it's not a kind of, here's what it is. But if you, if you speak directly to that question, then you you can actually elevate it a bit more, which I think worked definitely. That whole thing of you get better, more holistic, you know, there are different people. And when you look back over time, there's been resistance to other roles that have then proved like, how can we work now without them? (laughs) I mean, just talking to Ricky, the PA the other day, I was like, oh my God, these are just incredible roles. That... Yeah.
2: So, and I think it's, it's like the nursing, nursing associate, you know, when that... First, I mean, we haven't really got that into general practice yet. But, you know, um, I think that, you know, nurses themselves were a bit hesitant about that how that would fit in, what that would do to them, what that would take away from them. But I think we're looking at it differently now, quite differently. And
3: it, is it... Because, I mean, that's how the physician associate... That had the same impact as physician associates and has nursing accepted the nursing associate role? Can you see the benefit of that new role now in terms of your colleagues?
2: Yeah, I think it's starting to be seen and to um, us to get feedback on that definitely of where that role fits into the nursing team. But I think if you're a bit visionary and you can see where it'll fit, it's much better. But I think they've got to they've got to come into general practice. And I think some areas have have them in and they are doing the traditional work of a practice nurse. Yeah, and just
3: just a bit more on that, I suppose the question was around, isn't it an excuse for not sourcing more GPs? The NHS is com- committed to more GPs as well. So the whole idea, I think, is that we, we, we have a bigger team in general practice and, and primary care. And we do have to source and train more GPs as well. And we do have to source and train more GPs to work in, in this emerging team. Um, so I think in terms of, I would love the number of GPs in Greater Manchester to go up a bit because we've plateaued and that, that wor- that's worrisome. And we have to help train and support our new GP colleagues to work in this this new way. So actually, GPs have got a lot to do to help GPs of the future.
0: I was just thinking of it there as well that um it's maybe useful to compare it a little bit to secondary care in that like a consultant cardiologist doesn't work in isolation they've got their whole team around them um on their ward and it's the exact same just translating across to primary care where the GP is the specialist and it has their has their team to work with them
3: absolutely and I'd love general practice as a specialty to be on a par with consultant as a specialist if we got to that place i think that would be that would be a win
1: what is a nurse associate for those of us that
2: might not know so it's a new role into the nursing family if you like they are regulated by the nmc Mm -hmm. They go through registration, revalidation and fitness to practice, but they work under the supervision of registered nurse and they fit really well into a nursing team. They have, I suppose, more autonomy. They work at a different level than a healthcare support worker. Okay. So they are able to do more clinical procedures, obviously, overseen by a registered nurse and we we have had very very skilled healthcare support workers in general practice for many years that have probably worked at that level and now we are training them to be nurse associates and nurses so it's really good for them it's a really good career move
0: Mm -hmm. it's great recognition of the work that they're already doing yeah superb it is And in terms of, so that's um, a really good example of one of the new roles that we might start seeing coming through in primary care. What are some of the other ones that we might maybe not know about that might be new um, that we might see? We've got a
3: set of roles that support clinical colleagues. So we've got care navigators, social prescribing, link workers and case managers. And then of the clinical roles, new roles, we've got physician associates, first contact practitioner physios, paramedics, mental health workers, podiatrists, OTs, dieticians. And then we've got obviously our clinical pharmacists and our pharmacy technicians. So all of those new colleagues are coming to work with us in primary care networks under the additional roles reimbursement scheme. And then alongside that, we've got we've got colleagues out with the additional role scheme, and that includes admin and practice manager colleagues, our practice nursing prescribers, our advanced practitioners. And so, not only have we got to help support the integration of the new roles, we've got to support the integration of all roles that help us look after patients in our practices.
2: And I think that's that's the development as well, Ali, isn't it? You know, so that's the development of the roles we've already got because they are they are having to develop, aren't they, to um, to enter those teams and to take on those other those other roles. So it's a bit like the um, advanced practitioners, which started as nurses, and the development of that has been huge, hasn't it, over the last couple of years. And that's a really
3: important thing that I've had to get my head around over the past six to 12 months is that advanced practice and advanced clinical practice is a level of practice, not a professional and is open to all registered professionals. And the, the thing that we need to get our head around again is first contact practitioners, again, is a level of practice and is open to all registered professionals as well. And isn't a specific role so we need to build our teams with with these nuances and new things in mind
1: yeah so for people working in general practice right now and looking at changing this their team or or taking advantage of these opportunities what what do people need to know and how can they get involved okay
3: so i would say it's important to know what the skills gap you have in delivering the care you have to your patients, and then picking and making a meaningful choice around the right colleague to fit that skills gap. And to help general practice primary care networks and and our primary care managers, we do have a new roles series of webinars happening um, over the next coming months, just to introduce the new roles, understand what their knowledge, skills and capabilities are, and to signpost to our um, allied health ambassadors who can come and support um, CCGs, localities, networks and practices in their thinking and discussions.
2: Yep. And for nursing, I think it's about it's about them understanding um, the roles and where they fit in with their work and their role. But also it's about developing those nurses that we already have and making sure that um, nursing in general practice is seen as a, a real good career opportunity. Um, and especially in Greater Manchester. Um, and that, you know, when you come in, you are supported, you are supported to develop, and that we want you to move on. And not move on out of the a um, general practice, but to stay in <laughs> Manchester in general practice, but to move on with your career and there's opportunities for you. Um, because, you know... Um, we need a workforce fit for the future, don't we? And we need those nurses of all different levels. So that can be from, you know, your healthcare support worker up to your advanced practitioner. And um, We need them in everything. And we need them to be leaders. And we need them to work across teams. So, um, you know, we want to promote that. And we yeah. do. Um, we have a number of things going on in Manchester at the moment. So we have a leadership and development programme that's due to start soon. It's a national programme called the Care Programme and that will hopefully um, bring forward um, 67 new nurse leaders from Greater Manchester that will lead change and development. And there's opportunities that all nurses can get involved with. We now have a Greater Manchester-wide nurse forum that runs quarterly. It's a webinar and our first one had 250 nurses join so we're ready for our next one in a couple of weeks so really looking forward to that
1: brilliant so we'll add some links to the episode description so that people can click on
2: them and find out more that's great thank you yeah lovely
1: lovely
3: thanks and our um, primary care team in greater manchester is building a gm primary care careers website that's got links to all of our nursing projects and our new roles series and useful links to um you know the nhs england have just released working job descriptions and links to all the health education england offers as well so that's a really good central point for yeah anybody who wants to find out more um any employer or any colleague new to primary care can go straight to that central point and find out about what's going on
2: yeah that's excellent i forgot to add that actually about the careers um Platform, but um, within that is a nursing career pathway for GM. And that starts off with the support and development for healthcare support workers at foundation level. So that's trying to support people who want to be a healthcare support worker in general practice to upskill perhaps admin staff or somebody who's already working in general practice into that role. Yeah. And then there's the development onwards through nursing, through our um, practice nurse foundation program and our leadership and development programs and advanced practice so there's a whole structured framework there for career development
0: it's crazy there's so much going on it's very busy I know. you guys must be <laughs> <laughs> um so our final question is usually around what you want the listeners to take home from the discussion today so what what would be your big
2: hit home points i'd say that greater manchester and primary care is a great place to work
3: Yeah, absolutely. Come to Greater Manchester. um, It's a great place to work, live and train. I would like people to know that over the coming months, there's loads going on to support the new roles coming into general practice. There's a lot of resources on the GM Primary Care Careers website for people who are paramedics, physician associates, physios, OTs, dietitians, podiatrists who want to come into general practice and want to understand a bit of, about what je- working in general practice is like. And equally, there is a lot of resources being developed for employers, uh, networks, practices and federations. And again, that's all on the
1: GM Primary Care Careers website. Perfect. Well, thanks so very much, both of you, for talking to us today. It was really, really good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh,
0: So it was it was so nice to chat to Ali and Leslie today. Um, We've interviewed Leslie before, and we have interviewed Ali technically before, but you've not heard it yet. Um, So, uh, what did you take away from today, Sarah?
1: Yeah, um, I took away a bit more understanding of what is going on behind the scenes in terms of what the new roles are and and how they're gonna impact on primary care and I, I think um, it's quite exciting to see the general practice team growing uh, and getting more holistic and getting you know all these roles that we used to not know about and now are completely integral just to talk about them and yeah that's quite exciting to see how it how it might transform
0: <laughs> yeah no I completely agree it's like there's, there's there's so much happening um like you say that I was just not aware of in in Great Manchester and I'm sure yeah. similar things are happening across the country and um, Um, I'd just written down a note for myself that it was um, making sure that we have the right team to deliver the best care, looking after people the right way for them. And I think that's probably my biggest takeaway from today's episode and probably will be going forward for all of the other episodes that we're going to be doing. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's a very lovely learning point. Very well put. Thank you. <laughs> I also thought I wish I had more guts when I was starting out in general practice uh, as a trainee, just to ask some of the people around, like, what exactly does that role mean? Um, <laughs> because I think the more you understand the different roles, the the better and then you, the more you get out of each other.
0: Um, yeah (laughs) Yeah. and hopefully that's what this um little series is going to be doing for um all of the listeners because we are actually going to take on that um kind of role ourselves and go out and ask these people well what do you actually do in your job yeah Um, so that we can understand a little bit better and we've we've already recorded the one which is coming up next um with a lovely physician associate called ricky um who was a joy to interview and it's a really really nice episode that'll be coming out um sometime soon um so you'll get a flavor for what these episodes will be like then so
1: if you want to get in touch with us you can do it by the usual routes our email address is primarycarepodcasts at gmail.com and our twitter handle is at pckb podcast
0: yep and as always we have our survey as well um, which you can access via the episode description there's a wee link there that you can click on and that's quite a brief anonymous way to get in touch with us if you want to give us some um, more structured feedback yep till next time on primary care knowledge boost Hey guys, just a friendly reminder that these podcasts are for healthcare professional education and shouldn't be used for medical advice by the general public. This was recorded in Greater Manchester
1: in 2021. Guidelines can vary by location as well as over time so always
0: check for up-to-date local and national guidelines before making treatment decisions. Uh, The content is based on our interviewee's opinion and interpretation of current best practice. It's your responsibility to use your clinical judgment before applying or relying on information solely from this podcast. Check out the episode description for full details and any links that we've mentioned in the episode.